0: And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. How's everybody's week going so far? Mine's going pretty pretty good. Today's Thursday, uh, March 7th. One more day to the weekend. Got some uh, UFC coming up uh, Saturday or Sunday, uh, fight night on ESPN Plus. I kind of don't like that, but you know that's part of their uh, ESPN contract deal. We'll talk a little bit about the, the fight card for that one. Uh, I'll do my my picks for that. Uh, we're going to recap UFC 235. Some controversy stoppages with Herb Dean again. John Jones showing his his dominance, I guess if you could say, uh, once again. And so far, has not tested positive for uh, any illegal drugs. Um... I mean, overall, I, the, the card was pretty good, but you know, we'll get into that probably towards the, the end of the episode. But uh, before we start the show off, head over to Twitter, follow mine, uh, my personal one at Jimbo St Sports, follow the show at St Sports Podcast, and our new co-host Shoulders is still looking for more followers. I just checked; he's up to a. a, a huge number of six followers <laughs> head over uh, its shoulders underscore bro uh, head over there tell him you know say hi to him them. them tweets pictures whatever you want to do make them a little, a little excited but to start to show off uh, right before he came on it was actually our uh, good friend King uh, t- uh text me if you guys remember when Conor McGregor was training for Floyd Mayweather, he brought in a former boxer, Polly uh, Malanagi. And, you know, he, he's fought some good fighters, good boxers uh, when, he was, when he was fighting. Um, he fought Miguel Cotto, Adrian Bronner, Amar Khan. He de- uh, defeated Zab Judah in 2013. And then during the training with uh, with Connor, it came out uh, a video came out showing a sparring sh- uh, session between Connor and uh, uh, Polly and shows that Connor knocks him down. Um, you know, clear as day. And from what I remember, Malag- uh, Malugna- yeah, Malignaghi, <laughs> try to say that name five times real fast, um, came out said, you know, he tripped him and he would never get knocked down by an amateur, this and that. And since then, that feud's been going on for, what, two, three years now? Every now and then you, you see him in the news trying to uh, call out Connor or, you know, just attacking Connor, and for a little while there, Connor was exchanging with him. But kind of, Connor kind of stopped. Now he's more. Seems like he's more focused on fighting once a year for UFC, which is another story we'll get into. But earlier today, uh, Thursday, March seventh, it came out that Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship has signed him. He's coming out of a two-year-long retirement. Uh, from boxing to fight in this organization, and I'm not sure if it was at the press conference or uh, right after the press conference, but once again, he tweeted out to Connor about a possible bare knuckle box uh, match, which you know, let's face it, Connor's too big of a name for this organization right now to even go in. The only thing that I was talking to King about was the only way I could see Connor going in um, into this organization is to like when it when it takes off and really takes off, which I think it is. His ego will make him come here and be able to say, "Hey, I was the one that put bare knuckle fighting championship on the map," just like the Forrest Griffin. Stefan Bonner being the greatest fight in UFC history, which helped bring UFC to the mainstream. And like I said, I I put it like a 0.1% chance that Connor comes to uh, bare-knuckle fighting. But on the business side of this, this is actually a very good move by bare-knuckle fighting. As long as... um, uh doesn't flop I mean he is 38 I think he's 38 years old hasn't fought in two years yes it is like I say multiple times it is a boxing sport but it's a little bit different by bringing a, a big name in like this this helps boost I, I think uh, the credibility of this organization of this new combat sport Now, at the press conference, uh, obviously, they had a lot of statements, and one of uh, the statements made by the president, David Feldman, of Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, said, at this time in our company's growth, we needed to add a legitimate and well-established world champion boxer to our roster, and I believe with Pauly's abilities and personality, we've done just that. He's also going to help Sell pay per views um, just because he has that boxing pay per view background. I mean, you know, like I said, Miguel Cotto, he fought Marcon, like these are big names that he fought. So I think this is going to help move it into the next level. You know, you got Beck Rollins as your uh, face of your women division. You know, you have a uh, he just signed Artem Lobov, which kind of circling back to the whole Conor McGregor feud. This is kind of setting up as a probably a second fight for Artem. Artem fights in April. Uh, David Feldman is figuring Paulie will probably be fighting it like in in June uh, June sometime. Now, if they were to fight each other. I think that would be, I mean, I think, I think that might, that might be like the Forrest Griffin-Stefan Bonner fight. I think that would be a hell of a fight. It it could be just like the first pay-per-view, um, Tony Lopez versus Joey Beltran. You know, that, that was a very entertaining fight. Yes, very bloody, but let's face it, how our society is nowadays, we love blood, we love violence, you know. I think that would be a hell of a fight to make. And I think you could possibly stack that card pretty well. You, you know, uh, April doesn't have, I believe, Beck Rollins on it. So come June, if you have Artem versus Polly, you could have Beck Rollins defend her belt. You could have uh, Joey Beltran, who was call- in a way calling out Sam Shoemaker. That could be a hell of a fight. You know, there, There's some good... Potential good matchups for, for a June card and that's, I mean, that's all you really need is one really big card, good card to get the word of mouth moving and especially with uh, buying it on fight.tv, I believe it is you could, I mean, it could be a week later and you still could buy and, and watch the replay of it so, I mean come that night I, you know, I could watch it and say it's my first time ever watching it and it's just nuts and just awesome and the next day I, I call shoulders up and say hey next Saturday we gotta hang out we gotta watch this pay-per-view it's, it's, it's badass, it's cool and that, that's all it takes and that's what happened with UFC when you know uh, with the Forrest Griffin fight I mean me personally that's what happened you know i wasn't into ufc until my buddy called me that night after the first round and said dude put i think they were on spike at that time uh put spike T- uh, tv on you gotta watch this ufc fight no man it's that, that, stupid no put it on put it on and i put it on and i fell in love with it ever since now the past couple of years i've kind of soured on it with the especially with the, the john jones and even the the, the connor um Uh, bus incident kind of soured me a little bit but you know I'm I'm getting back into it Um, I'm still more behind bare knuckle boxing fighting championship than UFC but this like I said I I could see this uh, type of sport really taking it off and this was a good move by bare knuckle fighting championship by finally signing a bigger name um, boxer, um, athlete, whatever you want to call them, and and they're slowly adding to that uh, roster. You know they got Chris Lieben, um Chris Lytle, like I said earlier, Beck Rollins. Now I think the next step they need to do is start signing some younger, maybe not, you know, uh, superstar talent, but younger known names and bring them up because let's face it you know if you're going to constantly sign over the hill older fighters you're not really gonna last that long you gotta bring the young people in the younger names in to to make the sport last so you know we will see over next couple years you know if if that's the route they go um, in the next few months, definitely will be interesting to see if these, these moves that they're doing with signing these, uh, you know, Lobov, Chris Lieben, Malganagi, um, if they pan off, or if they, if they pan out. Um, one thing that is not panning out uh, right now is a potential Conor McGregor, Donald Sharoni fight and I'm, I'm a little upset about this especially reading comments from Dana White and Cowboy. Now listen before I go into this I take Dana White's word with a grain of salt all the time because obviously he's a promoter and he's the one that wants to get the fights that he wants not what his fighters want or what the pay that they want but Cowboy Cerrone always struck me as a straight straight arrow guy that he'll tell you like like it is how it's supposed to be and doesn't bullshit about, about it you know so it came out uh, I think it was yesterday or maybe it was earlier today that the potential McGregor fight with Cowboy is in danger of not happening. Now when Cowboy won his fight back in I think January it was right after bat after the, the fight uh, I think it was in the post uh, post fight conferences that they already came up to him with a, a potential big name fight and days after that it was starting to come out that it was uh Connor because of the little banter they did between each other. Uh, Cerrone saying he'll bring the Budweiser, Connor will bring the proper 12th. And then, you know, suddenly Connor went quiet. And they were shooting for an April fight date for the two of them. And Connor came out and said he wouldn't be fight ready for that one. So then they start trying to set up for a July date for the for the two of them now it's coming out that the reason why connor is holding out is because they want this fight to be a co-main event and connor wants to be a, a main event um, D- Donald Cerrone was quoted in saying connor won't fight unless it's a main event I don't know if it's his ego thing or a status thing for him I don't give a shit I'll fight anyone, anywhere, and I stand by all that, by that all the time. And you know what? I mean, what was it? Two years ago, he fought like six times in one year. You know, he he's always been ready to fight, and Connor's still. Well, I mean, Cowboy said the the best uh, with his his next statement. I guess he's a prima donna and only takes main event spots. Well, if that's the case, then you might not be fighting. You know. You'll probably fight once every two years. And for a fighter, listen, I'm a Conor fan. I love uh, Conor. And I'll always back him. But you really haven't done too much lately. You know, you lost to Habib. You lost, if you want to count the Floyd Mayweather fight, fine. I don't. But you lost to him. You won the last Diaz fight. You lost before that. So you're one in... Three, you're one and four. Your last four or five fights. Most fighters that go that type of record aren't in the UFC no more. The only reason why you're around is because of the trash talk. He sells pay-per-views, and that's fine and dandy. But you're not going to sell pay-per-views if you're not fighting. Whether it's co-main event, undercard, main event. Maybe, maybe if if I'm Connor I'm telling my my manager, my agent, however that goes. I'll sign to a co-main event, but I get more pay-per-view points or buys. You know, like some type of a a bigger cut as normal for the pay-per-view than normal. And, you know, I'm I'm disappointed because I think the lead-up to this fight would be an awesome lead-up. The fight itself, I think, would be awesome. You know, Connor is the, the the counter puncher, Donald Cerrone, with the, with his kicks. I mean his kicks are, are nasty. They're just nasty. So at least Cerrone is stepping up and saying, you know what, enough's enough. Come July, he's fighting one way or another. Um yeah, the other the other statement and, and this article I f- I found on ESPN. Um they're aiming that if they can't get the Connor fight together they're looking at a lightweight fight with uh Al Quinta. which again I think would be another good fight and another good lead up to it because he's another good trash talker but like Sterling said he doesn't care who the opponent is he would fight Brock Lesnar if, if they were offered now that would be funny to watch but I'm just a little disappointed with, with Connor with this uh this outcome here um, the video that I watched with it uh, had Dana White um, being asked the questions and stuff and he said he's waiting for the Habib fight which Dana White kind of to me me reading between the lines confirmed it because they asked him when do you think if this fight don't go through when do you think you would see Connor fight and he said probably sometime in the fall which would be November, which would be when Hubby would be allowed to come back. And if he waits that long, then... You know, he, he's just wasting his, his prime years. Especially... On a 1-3, 1-4 winning well, uh, record. The past four or five fights. I mean, I, I'm still hoping the Donald Cerrone fight happens but it's it's not looking like it so last weekend uh, if you guys were on Twitter with me I was live tweeting the UFC 235 pay per view uh, John Jones versus Anthony Smith was the, the main event um, I didn't get to watch the Cody Garbrandt fight I had a little bit technical problems with my uh, fire stick and I I tuned in just as they were walking out of the cage and I I did see some highlights to it and you know Cody Garbrandt he he, seems like he's never had a chin and after the fight Pedro Munoz uh, knew that if he could get Cody to get emotionally into it he could catch him and that's exactly what happened he he Cody wants to to brawl, and he can't brawl. When he brawls, he gets knocked out. If you watch Cody's fight against um, Dominic Cruz, he was patient. Yes, you know he he was taunting and stuff like that, but that was the right emotional, not the wrong of. All right, you hit me, then that's it. Let's let's go balls to the wall. Since that, that cruise fight, he, you haven't seen that. And with, I, I believe it's two back to back knockouts, you know, I saw someone um, put on Twitter as is, is Cody Garbrandt, a flash in the pan. And I mean, let's be honest, it, it's starting to look like it. Yeah, he could talk to big game, but that's half the battle. You got to be able to back it up, too. But. It was a good win by Pedro. He, he got the KO win. Curious to see who he's going to fight next. The fight after that that I did get to see was Wei Li Zhang versus uh, Tisha Torres. And I really thought Tisha Torres was going to win uh, going into it. It just looked like she had no answer for her. Uh, Zhang just did whatever she wanted whenever she wanted to take her down she took her down you know she she jabbed her just I mean it wasn't a bloodbath maybe a little boring but I mean she did she had to do what she did and she uh, Wley Zhang ended up getting a decision win over Tisha Torres and then after that fight was the controversial match. And Ben Askren's debut versus Robbie Lawler. Now, uh, I'm sure all you fight fans have seen already what happened and um, the controversy. And what happened was Ben Askren submitted Robbie Lawler with a, I think they were calling it a uh, bulldog choke. The fight starts off. Um, they, they exchanged, you know, punches a couple times. Uh, Askren went in for, I believe a takedown. It was either a takedown or he got us back somehow, but then Robbie Law picked him up and slammed him on his head. I mean, I, I was kind of surprised that was legal. I thought that wasn't legal. If he landed him on the crown of his head, it looked like it. Askren took an ass whooping there um, with punches and everything he got busted open and then Askren ended up being able to get him down to the ground ended up being on the side of him and had him in a a choke and if you watch the video Robbie Lawler's arm is still kind of wrapped around the back of Askren's neck and when he went to you know bring it down I guess to maybe um, support himself or whatever. His arm did look limp when it came down. It just was limp. Herb Dean kind of jumped in. You could see him touch Askren You could see Askren release a little tension, a little bit, as Herb was trying to get um, confirmation that Lawler was out. Ends up breaking the 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 choke, caused the fight. And Robbie Lawler was wide awake. A lot of booze. Um, I know Joe Rogan was emotional, whatever you want to say about it. You know, what you know Dana White said it was a bad stoppage. And before I get my opinion about if it was or wasn't, my hat's off to Robbie Lawler, because uh came out I think it was Tuesday a video of once Ben Ashkin stood up and walked away, the interaction between Robbie Lauder and Herb Dean. And obviously, Robbie Lawler was upset and said, Herb, what the hell was that shit? And Herb was, he was honest. I mean, he, I guess in a way, he felt he did make a bad decision. He told Robbie Lawler, I'm sorry, man. I saw your arm go limp. Um, Robbie Lawler said, I gave you a thumbs up. And if you watched the, the real time video, I, I didn't see no thumbs all I saw was a, a limp arm I thought Herb made the right call but even after they had that little um, exchange there they were getting ready to call the, the scorecard and Robbie Lawler yelled all the way over to the other ring back to Herb that he hasn't lost any um, respect for him or any feelings towards his, his refing ability you know Again, this is these this is the type of fighter that you need in the UFC to stop this WWE type shit that goes on outside of the match. You know, like I said earlier, I'm a Conor fan, but how he acted with the the bus incident, how Khabib acted after beating Conor, that shit's got to stop. That's that stuff is going to ruin that sport. Well, not the sport, ruin that company. And before they know it, Bellator is going to be above them, one championship is going to be above them. If they keep going down this road, they need more fighters like Robbie Lawler. Now, Ben Askren, when he was uh, being interviewed, you know, post fight, I understand he wants to act like the villain. You know, wants to be the, the villain for these fights, which is which is fine. You know. That's how you're going to sell pay-per-views is, is by acting that way. But I didn't like, I don't know, maybe it's just because I already had a sour taste in my mouth about him. I didn't like how he conducted himself um, with, with, you know, everybody asking about the, the Herb Dean. Um, does he think the stoppage was was right? And then now even him posting videos of him squashing watermelons. Listen, a head is not as soft as a watermelon. A head is stronger than a watermelon. Like, come on, dude. Like, shut up. Now, with that being said, though, I would, well, before the Tyrone Woodley fight, I forget who I was tweeting back and forth with, you know, we asked each other who, who should ask and fight next. And I said, you know what? I, said, I think Askren should fight either uh, Kobe because he's looking for a big fight. Um, I don't think Askren deserves a title shot yet just because he just got in. It's a controversial stoppage. Now, I, I wouldn't do the rematch. Everybody wants to rematch because of it again just because I don't think it was I think it was the right call I think it was the right stoppage but I th- i think now with Usman uh, defeating Tyrone Woodley and being the new champ I think that's the fight you gotta make just because of all the heat that uh, both of them have towards each other right now with Askren and Usman I mean there's the video out there already that they had to be separated back in the, the hotel room or the hotel uh hallway during the one press conference um, the Twitter beef between each other for all these months and you know Askren is a big name uh, you always want to see how good he really was you know he was a dominant champion in Bellator he dominated the two three fights he did in one championship and obviously UFC is the ...the major leagues of everything... ...you know, let's see how he does... ...and watching the, the Usman fight... ...moving on to that fight now... ...I mean, that, that was just... ...that was brutal to watch... ...I mean, Tyrone w- looked... ...so flat... ...so... ...I don't want to say disinterested... ...but just not there... ...like, he... ...he he looked mentally broke... ...like, he, he had a game plan... Maybe going in, tried out once, and he, he didn't know what to do. And Joe Rogan, it was either Joe Rogan or one of the other commentators did make the, the statement. Tyrone likes to basically lay him pray, Likes to do a boring type fight. And he he couldn't do it against Usman. Usman had a um, had an answer for everything that Woodley threw at him. <coughs> I mean, I I was... I was very impressed with Usman. Uh, I... I I only picked him to win because Woodley hasn't fought in a while. And that may be why Woodley lost. Now... Again, everybody's saying that should be an automatic rematch. I hate this. I, I hate... Automatic rematches. Unless... It's a blatant, blatant, controversial win slash, uh, you know, loss. Or it's such a, you know, a fight of the night uh, decision win by a point. You know, those type, that's what a rematch should be. An automatic rematch should be. And before you guys say, well, you just said it about the... Controversial, and, and Asgard and Robbie Lawler shouldn't have the automatic, or should have the automatic rematch. That wasn't, to me, controversial because it was the right stoppage. So I, I don't think Willie deserves the automatic rematch. I think you know if you want, if you want to pin him against, uh, you know, the, the number two guy or number three guy. All right, fine. You know, I'm okay with that. I mean, he shouldn't get dropped down to. A top ten guy, or you know, something like that. But, and then the main event came on: John Jones versus Anthony Smith. And typical, you know, John Jones fight um, until they start finding some good talent in in the light heavyweight uh, division. Jones just picked Anthony Anthony Smith apart. <coughs> Sorry. Um, but kudos to Anthony Smith. He took a, a legal shot to the head... That... He could have told the doctor... You know, I can't go on. Would have got the win. Would have got the belt. But he told the doctor... No, I'm good. I could keep going. And I think that was like third or fourth round. So he already knew he was down. He was already losing. And for him to, to step up and say no... I'm gonna fight through this. He lasted all five rounds, took John Jones' best shots, landed a few of his owns, own. But in the end Jones, you know, was victorious. Uh, five rounds to to zero. He did have a two point deduction though, which I was, I was very surprised because very rarely you see that. Uh, two point deduction. I mean, definitely if you have a legal shot, it's, it's got to be a, a one point. It's got to be some type of point uh, deduction. So, curious to see what's going to happen next with John Jones. I don't know who he would fight in the light heavyweight uh, division. I did see Junior Dos Santos say he wouldn't mind fighting John Jones in the heavyweight division. Uh, the first time. You see what I did there? I did a segue into the UFC fight night this weekend. (laughs) Um, The main event is Junior Dos Santos versus Derrick Lewis. That should be a good fight. I like Derrick Lewis uh, just the way he acts. I mean, come on, he took his shorts off and when Joe Rogan asked him, why did you take your shorts off? My balls are hot. (laughs) But Junior Dos Santos ain't no, no slump either, you know. So I mean that that could be a good fight. I'm just hoping it's not another Derek Lewis uh, versus uh, who's who's that one fighter? A couple fights ago where it there was like five punches thrown the whole fight. Uh, I forget his name, but I don't think it's going to be bad like that. I think it could be. I could, I think, it could get to that point if it gets to the third round, just because I think all, both of them are going to be throwing haymakers. But with that fight, I'm, I'm still going to go with Derek Lewis. Um, not saying Santos is over the hill and done, but he's starting to get up there now. I, I think the championship window for him closed um, a year or two ago, and I think Derek Lewis still has a chance at a championship. Uh, fight at least, so we'll see, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go with Derek Lewis for that fight, Um, I'll be honest, some of these names, I'm not too sure who they are, so I'm not going to pick them, I'm going to try to watch it and live tweet if I can, but um, the other fight I will pick is Tim Bosch versus Amari Akamadov. I'm going with Tim Bosch just because he fights out of an area 45 minutes from me. Gotta go with the Pennsylvania boy, the hillbilly. But so I believe that's gonna be it for us this week. Well, for me this week. Um, we will be back tomorrow night with shoulders. law football talk, baseball talk. Um, we already have our. Little feel-good story to to talk about. We'll open up the show with that probably. So until tomorrow, guys. Uh, head over to Twitter, follow me on Twitter at JimboStSports, follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. and also you can head over to BellyUpSports.com. Uh, I write an article there at least once a week, sometimes twice. Uh, there's other guys there that write articles for different sports, football, baseball, golf, racing, whatever you're into. You'll probably find something there you'll like. They have some merchandise there. Go check it out. It's, It's a cool website. And follow them on Twitter as well. So until tomorrow, this is your good friend Jimbo. Signing out.